0: Hey, welcome to the Bastion Control Podcast. I'm Brendan, and I got Mike here. Yep. And in this week's episode, episode 51, we talk for too long about Mario Party, again. But those minigames, Mike, they're just so good.
1: Brendan loves Mario Party.
0: Listen, the games are just too, too good. But we talk about a bunch of things. But we talk less- about uh, most of Mario Party. talk about Mario Party, we talk about, uh, obviously, Overwatch, a little bit of Destiny, some stuff from TGS, Tokyo Game Show 2017, uh I feel like there's a few other things. I think we talked about that seventies show for some reason.
1: It you know, it's it's a decent sitcom that I think you should give a shot to.
0: I mean, I don't know. I have many other shows that I need to give a shot to in uh but That Seventies no, show. You
1: hang around and fucking rewatch and lost again. I, I haven't
0: started, but I would like to. Yeah,
1: would.
0: Uh but anyways, this episode of the podcast Mike is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you don't know what fatty is, it is arguably, if not possibly, the best cookie you'll ever eat. Uh, you can check them out on social media, on Instagram at Goodnight Fatty, and search them on Facebook, Goodnight Fatty. And as always, you can find us on the internet at ptcgaming.com on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller, and on Twitter at passcontroller. You can find me at bgroom and this guy at underscore my And if you're listening to this somehow before 2 o'clock on Sunday the 24th, you can come on down to Bittoberfest at BitBar from 2 to 8 this Sunday, September 24th. It's going to be a celebration of video games and Oktoberfest. With a special menu by uh, a bit bar, a beer garden hosted by Jack's Abbey. So come get a delicious copper legend or house lager or two of the other special options that will be there. And there'll be plenty of other vendors and uh, people there that are there to support. Uh, with boots, we will be one of the selected people with a booth there. We'll have some fun stuff for you. And uh, yeah, come hang out, grab a couple of beers with us, and enjoy a Local Oktoberfest celebration at Bitbar, and enjoy this week's episode, episode fifty, the one where we talk about Mario Party again. I don't know, like I'm just saying, I coming into this episode today, I was like, you know what, one of the things I want to talk about is because we were kind of talking about Mario Party mini games, you know, last episode,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was like, you know, one of the things I want to bring up again is I'm just gonna you know browse real quick through the list of mini games and make a quick list and starting at mario party one i realized as i was writing down mini games i was writing down every fucking game in that game just the order that it was in i was like okay yeah that's good oh that's good too oh wow that's a good game too Mm -hmm. so scanning at the list I, i i asked myself were just all of the games good in mario party one
1: Again, I didn't care for the Slarkaw one, but I mean, okay.
0: Besides, like a small like one or two or maybe five.
1: Brian, make up your mind. Either either all the games were really good or there was just a small section that were bad. But for the most part, it was good.
0: So the 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 question that I, I ask you here is here. Let me let me pull up real quick. Mm-hmm. These are all the games in Mario Party One.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Balloon bursts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I fucks with it. Yep. Uh, bombs away. Fun game. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Box Box Mountain Mayhem, Mm -hmm. that was a good one. That was fun, yeah. Uh, I mean, we know how I feel about Bumper Balls. Brian loves his balls. I do love my balls, but Bumper Balls is my favorite Mario Party Mm minigame. It's it's a good game. Okay. I mean, Mike, we just watched like three videos of people playing Bumper Balls.
1: In my defense, you're the one that was in charge of the video, so it wasn't like it was my choice. But you watched them. I mean, Buried Treasure
0: is, you know, it is what it is. It's not bad. Yeah. I um, mean, it is what it is. Exciting and, and it, when that mini game pops up on the board and it's like shit I need to win because I need the coin to get the star like mm-hmm. Buried Treasure becomes a game you really care about okay
1: uh, I guess
0: you can say that about every minigame yeah no
1: there's you're trying to win the game like there's there's no minigame you go into and think to yourself eh I can stand to take second place yeah alright fair enough uh, Castaways eh? Nah, that was alright I guess uh, mm. Coin block
0: Blitz I enjoyed yeah Crazy Cutters was a fun game, very fun. Uh, facelift, you mentioned last episode. You love that game. It's fun. It's I was basically, pretty good that. Basically, basically uh, the title screen of Super Mario 64, where you, it's a different Mario character, and you're stretching their face to match the face in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab Bag was an enjoyable one. I enjoyed that a lot. Yep. Hammer Drop. I think it was just a, a lack of two, just throwing things Hammers. down.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Um, hot Bomb. We brought up last mm-hmm. week fantastic! Hot Rope Jump we also brought up. That's great. Yeah. Keep Away? I don't remember. Yeah,
1: I think you had to try and get the key always the end of the stage to open up the door. Okay. And I forget what the obstacles... Like, there was clearly, like, some sort of enemy there that would get in the way. But I remember that if you managed to unlock it, whoever mm-hmm. was left got some of the reward.
0: Okay. And then, of course, uh, you know, everyone's favorite prequel to Wii Music, Mario Bandstand. Mm-hmm. Um, Mushroom Mix Up was a fucking fantastic game. Yeah. Which I think they I think they kept bringing it back under different names. I I seasons. noticed
1: in the second one it was called like hexagon something. Yeah.
0: Um uh, but that was was a fun game.
1: Uh, musical mushroom, I don't remember It was basically you musical just musical chairs. So all the characters are running around in a circle. You're not doing anything for that part and there's music playing. As soon as the music stops, you're supposed to try and get into the middle and get hit the block there to get the coins.
0: Okay. Uh, platform Peril is always a jam. Mm-hmm. Running of the
1: Bulb? I, I like that one. I think. I <clears> like it <throat> like... too. Everyone was... Everyone, you're just... Running to... away from King Boo? Yeah, you're supposed to get the bulbsy and the bait. It's kind of like the keep away thing where okay. whoever's left gets the reward but if you all lose then you could all lose.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Shy Guy says, I'm, I'm always a big fan of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, skateboard Scamper is always a jam. Yep. Slot Car Derby? Yeah. I didn't care for that. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Tipsy Turvy, Turney, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Treasure Divers, meh, mm-hmm. it was what it was. So, I mean, if we're looking at that real quick, I mean, really, like, maybe three that were kind of just whatever? Mm-hmm. And then, those are four-player games, and there's yeah. 1v3 games, we get stuff like Bash and Cat Cash, I did enjoy that. Bowlover, um, that was enjoyable. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Coin Block Blast is just the same one as before. It's the same one,
1: except I think one of you guys has a hammer. Yeah,
0: so we don't have to go through all of these. But I mean,
1: there was some, there was some joy. Um, I did like paddle battle, but that hurt my my hands. Yeah,
0: the one v th- and ones were always hard. Yeah,
1: they were difficult. This one was, yeah, that was tough. Tug of war was fun. But again, hurt mm-hmm. my hands. I liked bobsled run.
0: I liked bomb skip ball.
1: I like Handcart havoc.
0: Handcart havoc was good. The single player ones were okay, I guess. Nothing.
1: I liked Shell Game. That was fun to just try and keep track of the Shell. Mm hmm. And Teetering Towers. And another one that hurt my hand.
0: Mm hmm. And there's, uh, there's the prequel of Super Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball Maze.
1: Yeah, that was the one I was trying to remember that you unlocked.
0: So, I mean, that was Mario Party 1. It had some jams. Honestly, I think 1, 2, and 3 were probably the best Mario Party games. Like, I. Owned every Mario Party, every console Mario Party game, up until Ten, which just came out, you know, last year, two years ago. If we quickly, quickly uh, scroll through uh, Mario Party Two here, just look for anything that jumps out at you. I mean,
1: I remember Bombs Away. Uh, was that in the first one? It wasn't the first one. Okay. So some
0: of these return from the first game, uh, like Bumper Balls had different more than one stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Shell Shock was fun. That was like the little tanks. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Roll Cal, You love counting games.
1: And that's very untrue. I do.
0: I enjoyed it. Tile Driver was fun. Slot Car Derby is garbage. Is my toad in the box? Is my toad in a box? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. There, there were some gems, and then we'll just we'll just look at three because honestly, trying to think back about games from like four through ten, there was nothing that like stood out that I that like to me when I think Mario Party mini games, mm-hmm. the first thing I think of is Bumper Balls.
1: Well yeah we Which is a game that,
0: that came out in fucking you know nineteen ninety nine. So every subsequent game after that, you know, didn't do as much for me as Bumper Balls did. Uh quickly blow through Mario Party three to see if there's anything standing out that we can't remember, but I mean Snowball Summit was fun. Um I can't remember that one. Some of these were okay. But it is what it is. That's kinda of boring to just read through lists of things. Not gonna
1: lie. But I thought that made for a very entertaining podcast. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. But who owns one? I mean
0: What Mario Party games have you owned? The first one. Just the first one? Pretty sure. So I remember getting the first one. I think we were in fourth grade. So that would put us like nineteen ninety nine? Just about. Um, I fucking loved the first three Mario parties. N sixty four, they they were perfect. Like I, there was not like there was nothing else like that on consoles.
1: Yeah, no, that wasn't.
0: I mean, eventually, you know, they paved the way for other you know franchises to make similar series, but I don't think anything ever got to that level. Similar to how, you know, Mario Kart kind of paved the way for everyone else to attempt at making their version.
1: Sonic All-Star Racing? You want to play that?
0: I mean, Danica Patrick?
1: want to play that tomorrow?
0: Record elf Oh, we can play it tomorrow. You want no one to come to our booth? Pretty much. Um, so when I was thinking about this, and I've been, like, waiting to talk about mini-games with you all fucking week. Because I just, I, like, I, I love Mario Party. So good. You love bumper balls. I do love bumper balls. Bumper balls is a great game. I my N sixty four is hooked up. I'll fuck you up in it after the show. Okay. You'll you'll get it, Mike. All right. You don't think so?
1: I didn't say anything like that.
0: All right, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, you can probably beat me in, in you know Skateboard camper, but come oh, on, coming down to bumper balls and a whole different ball game.
1: I feel like this is not the first time we've had this discussion, and I think we ended up like hitting draws a bunch of times.
0: We, we bumper balled off.
1: Yeah, you probably were still in Peabody at the time, but I feel like we've we've talked about bumper balls, and we're like, oh, let's play Mario Party again, and we like went to like the mini game hut, and we're like, let's play, and Dom was probably there too, and and
0: all three of us draw it every time. Oh, I did say
1: all three of us draw it? I'm just saying that we probably never got a cons- like an actual winner.
0: All right, well, not today, because I don't feel like embarrassing you after the show, but soon, we will. Uh, Get get together the stream, and we're gonna hand pick some mini games, and we're just gonna have a little pass controller mini game off.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I mean it'll be a fun time. I mean we're just playing for for laughs and, and giggles here, but I mean I'm also the bumper ball champion of the world.
1: If I had a nickel for any time you said bumper ball, just just referencing that phrase, I. I'd have a good chunk of change.
0: I mean, probably. If you want more money, I can just keep saying bumper balls.
1: Um, I'm not getting paid for it currently. That was just a hypothetical. So Uh, I'd rather you didn't. Okay.
0: All right. I'll I'll reframe. I'll try. Um, I said reframe. That's not a a thing. I mean, it is a thing, but it's not the thing that I meant to say. Uh, Too much coffee right before this. That's what happens. Get all get all jittery. Anyways as we were saying yes I think with the path that Nintendo is going on right now with their first party games on Switch you get something like Breath of the Wild you get something coming like Mario Odyssey you get things like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe I go on I can continue to go on mhm 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 they're announcing things like a console Pokemon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Metroid Prime Returns. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're like, all right, let's dig down deep. Let's pick the franchises that people want. Let's let's go all out in all these franchises. Mm-hmm. I think when you look into next year, there's some hesitation in people's minds. Like, oh, we're getting all these games this year. What's Nintendo going to give us next year? They have nothing now. I mean, they do have plenty of things. I mean, if we're just going to go real quick, they got F-Zero still, Star Fox still, they announced the Kirby, they announced the Yoshi, they still got Smash Brothers, they still got, you know, Animal Crossing, they have a lot of things, and we can keep going even deeper. But is it time that we get, like, a proper Mario Party? Like, a return to what made Mario Party good? Because... If you like, if you look at Mario Party One, <clears throat> great concept. Yeah, if we return, if we revisit, revisited the core game now, it might be a little outdated, a little janky. But I think when you get to two and three, they built onto one, like two built onto one in a lot of positive ways, maybe no negative ways, and then three built onto two, in the same way, like a lot of positive ways, maybe no or little negative ways. But then I think once they made the jump to the GameCube, before is when they started slithering off that path and I get it like you know any franchise especially a long running one you're gonna try to reinvent yourself or add some changes hopefully for the better but sometimes it you know might create a little divide in what the game was about I mean the most recent Mario Party was really bad and like I love Mario Party so I always try to like I always like yes new Mario Party can't wait comes out and I'm like
1: ah it's
0: not good and 10 was especially bad I mean I don't think I can remember anything memorable from 7 to 9 and 10 was just plain bad and I'm just not even just the lot of minigames like the core game itself was just not good because they changed so much of it some of it being you know in Mario Party 10 you cross the board together you're all on like a vehicle you're all one piece yeah
1: it's weird. Yeah,
0: it's weird. They made a lot of really weird... I think it was to maybe try to streamline it and make the game feel like it's moving faster, but, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're playing Mario Party, yeah, it's about the minigames, but, like, Mario Party 1 through 3 was about, like... It It, it still maintained the fact that it was a board game and there's some strategy involved and you're trying to beat your opponents by, like, collecting coins through minigames to buy stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... If I had to break down the core tenets of what makes a Mario Party game, at least originally, it was, you know, board game. There's things on the board game that you need to collect to win, stars. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, spaces that benefit you, spaces that take things from you. And then, I can't remember if Mario Party 1 had it or not, but I know in the sequels they did. But there was, like, store spaces you can land on to mm-hmm. buy items that would you know
1: that wasn't a Mario Party one
0: so I don't know if when they added it I think it might have been two or three then but like you could buy things to either you know benefit you or this or that whatever mm-hmm. so it's like a game of obviously chance and luck but there was some strategy elements and it had you know was backed by delicious multiple uh, mini games and then I feel like the series could just kind of went off off the rails
1: It probably did. Again, I don't...
0: We played Mario Party 10 on a podcast, Mike. It was bad.
1: I know it was bad. And I know that I probably didn't play 8 and 9 and probably 7 and probably 6. Like I remember playing one of them on the GameCube. I don't remember which one it was. And
0: it was bad.
1: It was probably bad, but what I'm getting at is um, if there was a trend... With the Mario Party games, let's say like you know they start off good and started getting bad. Um, I don't know if there's any real reason for Nintendo to change it. Like if they've been consistently getting worse, what happens? What what are you thinking happens now that makes me think? All right, let's change it up. I mean, if it's been trending downwards, what makes you think now they're gonna be like, well, it's well, it's not working. Well, for them.
0: I think, I think. There's a little bit of a divide here where we're sitting here saying that okay, four through ten were bad. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what are the kids saying?
0: It's irrelevant. What's what's the what are the sales saying? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The ones in the GameCube may have sold okay, but the GameCube didn't sell a lot, so. Those might not be a factor. The one that was on the Wii, at least one of them was on the Wii. There might have been two on the Wii. Those probably sold a shit ton of fucking copies. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo doesn't fucking care because they're fucking selling a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. Because the Wii had so much, so large of an install base. Mario Party 10, very negatively received critically. And the Wii U didn't sell a lot of copies, uh, A lot of, didn't have a lot of consoles sold. So it probably didn't sell a lot, that game. Plus, again, I feel like Nintendo still, you know, does things that are air quote Nintendo and does the things they want to do. But I do feel like going into this Switch generation that they have altered their viewpoints on a lot of things. Maybe they're not listening to everything, you know, face value that the fans are saying they want or or whatever. But I do think that they have shifted in a more positive way direction for a majority of the things that they do whether you know it's in the games they're putting out you know the the way they're handling you know things with the switch obviously we still have some issues with the internet no virtual console stuff like that but I do think on all step back look at the whole picture I think from games and console they're all moving towards the right direction and I think this is the time for them to look at a, something like a Mario Party and be like alright what is this to us? is it just a game we put out and when people buy it they buy it because it's going to sell because it has Mario in the title or is this something that you know as happy as I was that they announced Mario Party Top 100
1: mm-hmm.
0: part of me is also like oh no to them now Mario Party is just these mini games and the board game part of it doesn't fucking matter right
1: that's a distinct possibility. That
0: would be one of the things I would pull from that. Um, so I hope that's not the shift for the for that series is... Well, the only thing people care about are the minigames, so we're just going to make Mario Party minigame games. Which I would still enjoy, but I also do like that strategic element of trying to outsmart and outwit my opponents. With, obviously luck involved because you're rolling a dice I don't know you're on a really weird Mario Party tangent
1: what do you mean a weird Mario Party tangent it's literally all we've been talking about for I the mean, last 20 minutes it's good. Mario is good shit
0: um I would like to I would like it to be one of the series that they reevaluate and try to reinvigorate on you know the next year or two years of the Switch and get a proper, you know, return to what made Mario Party a good game and not just, here's a collection of minigames.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I guess that'd be nice. Again, because I fell off Mario Party except for that last one, which we established as garbage. It's <laughs> uh, really bad. But, you know, I, I miss Mario Party. If they brought it back, I'd probably get it. But I mean, I don't. I don't expect them to do anything with it. I don't expect them to bring anything new to the table that would maybe go, "Wow, Mario Party."
0: It's not even that they have to bring something new to the table. I, they just need to reevaluate. They just need to look at it and say, "Okay, how do we make a good board game experience? How do we make something that's family friendly and family fun, but also people who, you know, younger people who want to just have like a good." competitive, friendly, competitive, you know, game to play in a small gathering of people. How do we make that game, too? Because that's what Mario Party used to be, for me, at least. Was like, yeah, let's fucking play some Mario Party. The other avenue they have, that's just sitting there for them on a golden platter, is...
1: Mother 3, I got it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Mother three yeah yeah, um, is uh, I mean is Mario Party 11 the, the time they take the dive and say oh why don't we just make it a Mario Party and friends and now there's a Zelda board and there's a Zero F-Zero board and there's this and there's that I
1: thought you going to say play it online
0: I don't know if any of them ever had online play I can't remember
1: I can't imagine they would. It would have to have happened on the on the Wii, starting with the Wii, and it definitely wasn't on the Wii U, right?
0: I don't think so. And I think that's one of the reasons why Todd got mad. But again, like coming from older, Todd didn't
1: want to come over. Yeah,
0: coming from like older Mario parties, like I don't know. Sometimes those matches took a long time. Like yes, that's always the downside of playing something that takes a long chunk of time. Is if there's a disconnect or if somebody has to fucking go or whatever, do you just play that whole fucking two hours for no reason because now it's just over?
1: Yeah, the, for it to be online you would actually, you would pretty much have to get rid of the min, the board game aspect or alter it drastically. I'm talking like, you remember in the first one? Again, I owned the first one. I played it a lot. It was a good game. Uh, The mini game hunt, you could do like a it was, like, a different board. It was, like, shaped like a star, and there was blue and red spaces, but you didn't actually lose coins. It was just, like, you either landed on a blue or a red. To number. signify
0: which type T- of game you were going to yeah. play. yeah.
1: And it, you could, like, be, like, you know, 10 turns, 15 turns, or whatever. You could, like, make it super short. hmm Do something like that. Just, like, quick bang out. Yeah. You roll your dice. It determines what um thing you're on. Yeah. Something like that.
0: No, I, I'm trying to think. I feel like there... I feel like one of them may have attempted at some sort of online integration. I just don't remember what it was. But, I mean, they have so many options they could do. They could bring in all these other Nintendo Universe stuffs for either just boards or characters to use on the board, mini-games related to these things. There's so many things they could do to open this game up to a broader audience, for one, and just kind of, you know, make this return to what, you know, Mario Party used to be. <sighs> Mario Party. I do enjoy a good mini mini game. Yeah. Plus, they gotta bring it. I mean, there's there's gotta be a. It blows my mind that there hasn't been a Mario Party. Fucking. Music, because there's some awesome music in Mario Party,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, or a stage in Smash. Especially because they sometimes for certain things, even if it's just a trophy, they dig deep into Nintendo history, like. They pull out some things that you're like, whoa! I don't even know what that is. Or whoa, look at these Japanese-only things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mario Party has got to have sold enough copies for them to warrant it being a part of Smash in some way.
1: Obviously, Sakurai didn't like Mario Party. I don't believe him. Because Kirby was never in it. He's like, fuck that, fuck Mario Party. I'm not playing that shit in my game. Kirby wasn't in fucking Mario Kart, but there's still Mario Kart stage.
0: That's true. Oh man, Kirby's air ride. Did you ever play that? GameCube?
1: Um, No, I don't think so. I, I in, remember the game. I don't think I played
0: it. And by no means was it, like, this amazing game. But it was an enjoyable game, and it was, like, severely underrated. I enjoyed that game a lot. It was a very weird concept. It was made... Sakurai made it.
1: Of course.
0: Um, But it was... It wasn't like a it wasn't a racing game. There might have been modes where you could race though, but it was at least the mode that we always played. Because now I'm trying to remember the game like in its entirety. But you would be on a vehicle of some sort. There a warp star, or I think there were other things you could unlock. Actually, there's an item in Smash that's from Kirby's Air Ride. What's that three-piece thing you have to collect and then you can shoot somebody with oh, it? Oh,
1: the dragon. Yes,
0: that's, a, that's from Kirby's A-Rod. Um We had to collect all three pieces on yeah. the map and then you got it. But it was, I mean, it was a super simple game. I think there was only one button. Like, your vehicle always moved, it always accelerated and A-braked. I'm pretty sure that's how it functioned. It was a weird game. It was fun. It was Sakurai. I know what Sakurai is. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun game. And it was severely underrated, and at the time when it came on the GameCube, it was really hard to find people to play with me. But it was so much fun! It was such a good game.
1: So underrated.
0: Nobody ever wanted to play it with me.
1: play that tomorrow.
0: No. I don't think I have it anymore.
1: So many people to play or ride with.
0: The GameCube is one of the few systems I didn't keep a lot of my games from. Makes me sad.
1: I think the GameCube is the one system I have that I still have all my games... Well, no, that's not true anymore, because I still have probably all my... <laughs> I was going to say, I still have all my, my, my Wii games. I'm like, wait a minute. I only own a Smash. Smash for the Wii.
0: So, can I just say that... So, I was listening to uh, IGN's Nintendo podcast. Yeah. And at PAX West, they did a panel, and the panel was, you know let's with the audience included this is why it went off the rails because they were including the audience in this and they had specific rules and stuff like that but they made like the top ten they were like let's make a top ten Nintendo game list
1: mm-hmm.
0: of like as long as it's either published or developed by Nintendo you can include it so
1: mm-hmm.
0: any system as long as it was published and developed by Nintendo and
1: And or or
0: And or. Okay. So Um Like if it was developed by Nintendo, it's always published by Nintendo. But there are some games that are, you know, developed by like Kirby is developed by Hal, mm-hmm. but Nintendo oh. publishes it. So it's a Nintendo game. Um But anyways, just listening to this, it was enjoyable. But there were so many people that, like, had really bad suggestions for being on the top. The top list turned out being really horrible, for the most part. But somebody suggested Smash 4, and I was like, yes, absolutely. I would put that in my top ten Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Would you?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, my a Smash game? My, my list of games is already pretty small. So, like, it's, like, at, like, the 15 games I know, I'm like, all right, these five aren't in... The rest of you, congratulations.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, even even if it's games you've never played, I mean, like, a game like Super Metroid, you never played.
1: We played it here, didn't well, we?
0: Well, other than the time we played it on the podcast, you never played this, correct? Yeah. I don't know so. so, like, that's a game that's highly revered. Like, it's arguably the best Metroid game of all time. Some would argue it's one of the best platforming games of all time. Um, that, no problem, even if you've never played it, can respect the accolades that come along with that game like for the most part you'd have to like dig far far through you know the catacombs of the internet to find people who actually dislike that game on a major level maybe they don't like certain things about it but come on it's it is what it is people were like fighting that smash shouldn't be on this list even some of the IGN people were like, Smash should be on the list. And I'm like, what? And then some people were like, oh, it should be Melee, blah, blah, And, like, I get it. Listen, I get it. I get there are people that love Melee and don't like the other Smash games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Brawl is gone. Smash 4 is the ultimate Smash game. I
1: mean, it just is. It doesn't have ice climbers, though, so, like, <laughs> whatever.
0: Roster qualms aside, Mike... It is the best smash game. I'm sorry. Like I love Melee. Melee will always have a special place in my heart. I've played so many hours of Melee. But the people who like defend Melee as the better core competitive smash game, you're playing and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but you're playing a game like you're breaking a game. You know what I mean? Like they're playing outside the bounds of what the game intended the game to be, correct?
1: Yeah, some. I mean, if you you count the advanced techniques as, like, things that you... It's, like, not something that...
0: The developers intended to be there. Yeah. Okay, so, like, you're just good at playing this game, and, like, like... It's still impressive. I still love watching it. It's great. But, I mean, get good at Smash 4. There's a ton of pros that play Melee that also play 4. Correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think 4 is the better game. And if we're sitting here talking about... If you're gonna sit here and look at the two of those games and say which one is better, I mean, four is just better. It just is. No, do you have a stance here? Not really. You would prefer melee over four?
1: I mean, they have their ups and downs. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. But for on your personal level, what are you picking? You can only play one. What are I can you picking? Only play one. You can only play
1: one. Well, I have to play as ice climbers, so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even play
0: as ice climbers. <laughs> because there's no ice climbers in Smash You did 4. not use ice climbers in in fucking melee.
1: As in Brawl. In Brawl? Yeah, I think so. I remember the first time I played Brawl. Michael, I had to stop play, it. I had to play as ice climbers. I remember that.
0: Stop right now. Who's your main character?
1: Which game? I think I maimed Captain Falcon in Melee. Okay. And I think I, obviously, I used Game and & Watch in and, uh, 4, and I used them in Brawl, but then I always fell back to Captain Falcon 5, like I needed the Falcon punch somebody.
0: Okay, so in none of those sentences was Ice Climbers there. So, Mike, you can only pick one. Which which Smash game are you picking? 64. It doesn't hold up. Oh, wow. It's good. It's good. Ugh. Like, from a person like me, who I love the Smash franchise, I love it. It's so good. I think it's one of the best, if not the best fighting game. I love it. I love it so much. I love 64. I played the shit out of it. I loved Melee. I played the shit out of it. I still loved Brawl. I played the shit out of Brawl. 4 is the best game. They've taken no steps backwards with Four, besides not having nice climbers.
1: Also but, not having a Wolf. I didn't like Wolf a lot.
0: Yeah, but he's a variant character. I can deal with it. I also don't like any of the Star Fox characters, so... Personal personal qualm.
1: You're lost, awesome, man.
0: Hey, I'm just saying. I mean, r- look at the roster. You have Ryu, Sanic, Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Do I need to continue?
1: Go ahead. I'm not gonna. Oh, wow.
0: I mean, you bring these three icons into this universe to put up with the, you know, 42 other Nintendo people that are there. Plus, Melee
1: doesn't have Robert. It doesn't. But, uh, I mean, why don't he play as a fucking robot?
0: Get out of my house. See ya. Why are you so racist against robots, Mike?
1: Because. I've seen what robots can do. They're bad.
0: I don't know. Well, now we're just on ridiculous tangents, but... I mean, I'm just saying, if you're going to look at, like, I get why you hate Brawl. I understand why, if you're a Melee player, you're so excited for a new Smash, finally getting a new Smash, like, seven years later, and it's Brawl. I get it. I understand. You're coming from Melee is this super competitive, has a huge competitive underground fighting scene. I understand. I get it. Brawl was a disappointment to you. I totally get it. The 4 is not like that. Come, come to the side. Come over here. Melee had some great stages that aren't in the future games that I never got brought back. Melee's a great game. It's just, you know, it's not 4.
1: Did 4 have floats?
0: Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't played 4 in a while. I haven't played Smash in a while. They need to bring it to the Switch so I can stop thinking about my Wii U.
1: Can't stop thinking about his Wii and his bumper balls.
0: But I don't know. The reason I brought that up was because I just I was so shocked at the like, and it wasn't even just like, oh, Smash Four shouldn't be on this list. It was almost like a Smash in general shouldn't be on this list. I think that's a little silly. It's a, it's a good
1: game. It's a good series. I think it
0: is a good series. I think it's a series that yeah, I think it's I think it's one of Nintendo's best things. They, I mean, they took a chance by taking all of their characters and putting them in a fucking fighting game.
1: Taking all of, all of, uh, their best known characters, like Captain Falcon.
0: Listen, Captain Falcon's a fucking man.
1: No, <laughs> oh, no, don't get me wrong, he's great. But? Oh, did he take out that, but? No, 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 I'm just saying he's great.
0: Alright, shitting all over your boy. He's your main from fifteen years ago.
1: He is. But I mean, you have to keep in mind that Smash was not originally created to be Smash and like when they decide to start making a Smash they're like, who the fuck's this guy gonna be? Uh use Captain Falcon. Here you go.
0: Wait, what?
1: From what I understand, Smash was not initially design was going Smash was not going to be like a Nintendo fighter game. It was supposed to be like just some fighter game and then eventually it more like all right we're gonna put these nintendo characters in this game and like they had a character with like that punch move and that kick move like who the fuck is this going to be I'm like well let's use captain falcon where did you where did i get this information yeah. i don't remember it's one of those things that is still in my head and you know i remember that and forget my mother's birthday that kind of thing
0: from what i understand
1: to the yeah, My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. She doesn't even know what I'm doing here right
0: now. <laughs> um, from what I understand, the history of Smash is that Sakurai and Iwata or Sakurai I don't know if Iwata had the was with him on the idea, but Sakurai had the idea to make this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Iwata either also had the idea or helped him with it and or he backed him and they were nervous about showing it to Miyamoto because they were like, and the other Nintendo heads because they were like, uh, we're gonna show a game where Mario is punching Yoshi in the face and stuff.
1: I don't know. It's, I, mean, it's really... <laughs> I picture them like, like walking to the office like, oh, we got this game for you, and Miyamoto's just sitting there like, <sighs> I'm not so wait, you get, you got this, you got this. Did you get this from a Game Room's episode? No, I just looked up Smash Brothers, and for some reason that video—I okay. have tapped a video by accident.
0: Shout out to Egoraptor and Starbomb.
1: Um, but yeah, go on.
0: I mean, no, that's that's all I was really going to say. We should probably get off of Smash. We should talk about anything like you know relevant to today's times instead of Mario Party and Smash, which you know
1: mm-hmm. are old news. We are going to talk about current games now.
0: Yeah, we're current game podcast. Well, I mean, we we know that uh, if you pay attention to to me either on the podcast or on social media, or I mean, if you know no me, in, or you know me in real life, I'm talking to, to the fucking listeners right now, Mike. So do not you oh. like go fuck yourself a little bit? Just like you know, go fuck yourself.
1: You sure those exist? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah,
0: they do. Um, I've been a little bit consumed with Destiny 2. For this is the, this is the first game to really pull me out of Overwatch. I haven't touched Overwatch since Destiny 2 came out, Mike. It's the longest that I've not played Overwatch. Mm Mm-hmm. So, with this newest update that rolled out, I don't even know what's going on. You you gotta help me out here.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't even listening to you. What was your question?
0: (laughs) I hate you so much. What's going on in Overwatch? Because I've been so out of the Overwatch loop.
1: Well, I've been playing uh, Deathmatch. So, um, I can tell you that I'm fucking... Killing people as Reaper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Other times I'm just getting. I'm like walking around and then Hanzo's like, oh, fucking (laughs) honor. Honor, justice. Right on, right on, (laughs) right on. You
0: thought I was gonna quote Hanzo?
1: I didn't know what you were gonna do. I just figured it was something simple geometry.
0: Something racist, Mike. Why what? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Why? What? I don't even know where. Anyways. No, what is going on with the newest update of Overwatch? Uh,
1: some characters have changed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. I think uh, Roadhog's a bit fatter. Uh-huh. Junkrat, Junkrat's a bit more Australian. Um,
0: Hooly-dooly.
1: Hooly-dooly. And uh, D.Va and Mercy are doing some things, I guess.
0: Yeah. So the Mercy update is live. Yes. Is it locked out of competitive, or is it all in the game?
1: I don't play competitive, so I wouldn't know.
0: Like, you're a silly goose.
1: I've been looking at my thing, and I was like, hey, look at that. I've done none of my plays in Magic for Season 6. That's all right.
0: I have. I am in Platinum, I believe. I just haven't played since Destiny came out. Mm. Um, so the, the Mercy... Have they altered the Mercy change... From when it originally came into the P T R they must have changed some things. They've
1: changed some things. I just don't like the the main part of it, which is like, you know, she has a new ultimate is the same. I just don't know what parts of her ultimate have been tweaked.
0: I gotcha. And then the D.Va thing is her ult's the same, but What's... now her guns shoot rockets instead of
1: She's got an alternate fire. Okay ultimate f- alternate fire, which are like missiles or something. Are they homing missiles
0: or no. they just shoot straight? They just shoot straight. Okay.
1: They're. I think they're still like projectiles in the sense, uh, you know, sort of the difference between uh, soldiers' primary fire and like his fusion rockets. Helix rockets. Helix rockets. Helix rockets. Yeah. I uh, think okay. I think her move are called fusion missiles. Okay. Okay, right.
0: that sounds right. I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, well. Yeah, she, uh, the missiles are, you know, something. Typical me. Like, I see her shooting them at me. I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run up to you anyway.
0: I'm gonna read the one over to you.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're, if you're Reaper, I mean, you can blow her apart.
1: I can. The, the only problem is I think she can use Defense Matrix and the missiles at the same time.
0: Yeah, but they weakened her defense matrix, right? She can't, like... She can't she can't can't uh, hold it
1: forever, but, you know, if I'm getting hit with those and I'm not healing myself by hitting her because her defense matrix is up, it, like, doesn't work out for me that well. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, you don't play competitive, so you don't have to worry about it. I don't. Um, interesting. I'll have to jump back in Overwatch soon. I've just been... I mean, I've been busy in in outside of gaming stuff, but when I do have my time to game, it's just been grinding in Destiny. So... I know this means nothing to you, but there's a mode in Destiny called the Trials of the Nine, Mike, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: is like the most competitive part of the game. Uh, It only opens on the weekend for a couple of days, and then it closes for the week, and then it comes back the week after. So basically, what they do is, it's 4v4, it's on a specific map, and it's a specific game mode, and, you know, it's first to six rounds. But there's a there's a separate, like, uh, ranking mechanic where you don't have a rank in this mode, but what you do have is, like, a punch card, basically. So there's seven boxes on top, three boxes on the bottom, and the ultimate goal, if you were going to play this, if you were going to, like, win this mode, air quotes, win, what you're trying to do is go flawless. So win seven games in a row without losing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Try to, I'll try to explain this so you and anyone else who's not Destiny, uh, you know, knows what's going on in Destiny can kind of understand. So basically, Destiny has, you know, multiple different planets you can go to to do missions or strikes or all these other things. And then there's like the hub world, which is called the, um, I don't think it's actually called the tower in this game. I forget what it's called. But there's a hub world where you can go that has a lot of like the NPCs that you can get new items and stuff from. New weapons and everything. And one of the things that the Trials of the Nine allows you to go to is called the Spire. So the Spire doesn't unlock for you unless you can win one match. If you win one match, you get access to the Spire, which is a special, like, social hub where people who can win in the Trials of the Nine can go to. So if you can't do it, it doesn't show up for you. you can't If you can't win, you can't go. Um... So, the deeper you go into the win streak, um, the more you win, the deeper into the spire you can go. So, and there's like better rewards for you, obviously, the better you do. Uh, last night, we attempted to play the trials me, Dom, Todd, and uh, Julian. We played for a long time. And could not win a match. So we couldn't go to the Spire. And I was pretty sad. And Tom was pretty sad.
1: You know, win some, lose some. In this case, it was just lose all.
0: So this morning, I was like, nah, nah. I'm going to the Spire. I got to the Spire. I only won one match. But I got that first punch in my punch card.
1: You know, six more, you get a free sandwich. Oh, if
0: you get 6 more you get to go to the end of the spire. I don't know what's down there, but it's a very trippy little like place when you when you get into it it's like very like it's very cool looking and there's like one person you can talk to that is like the vendor that like, you know if you complete certain tasks and the trials you'll get currency to spend with him to unlock engrams which give you items or weapons or armor. So next to him is like a little boost pad that if you have gotten further in the trials winning, it will boost you to deeper into the spire. But me, just being a soul, you know, little just one-win guy, <laughs> I laughed so hard. When you step on that pad, mm-hmm. it just <laughs> launches you off the stage. Like, it just launches you into
1: die. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking poser.
0: Um, but the
1: trials is very
0: difficult. I don't remember why I brought up the trials.
1: No, neither do I.
0: Um... I don't I really don't remember why I brought it up. But in other news, Destiny related news, Mike, they announced their first event. So mm-hmm. similar to Overwatch, similar to Splatoon, Destiny 1 did timed events where it was like, oh, play this thing, earn this, get this. Cool. In at least the first one in
1: this is
0: seemingly a very Splatoon
1: ripoffy. Oh, you have to pick Invisibility of Flight? Well, kind of.
0: There's three factions. There's the New Monarchy, Future War Cult, and uh, Dead Orbit. In Destiny 1, these were just, like, gangs on the hub world that you can choose to, like, pledge your allegiance to. Mm-hmm. And you could unlock things through them, like specific armor and specific guns and stuff. And I always pick Dead Orbit because, A, that's a dope name, and B... And all of their armor was, like, black and gray. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be murdered out real quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but those people are all not in the game right now, or at least the factions aren't really there. So this event, which is only a week long, which is very frustrating, is starting on Tuesday, I think, 26th. And you have to pledge allegiance to one of the three, Future War, called New or Dead Orbit, and same as Destiny 1, they all have, like, their own armor, they all have their own, like, color schemes, and they all have their own weapons that you can get. But, taking a page out of Splatoon's book, whichever you pledge allegiance to, at the end of the event, whichever of the... I don't know if it's just whichever one was more popular, or whichever one won, won more shit, you get a special gun. Oh. So... I don't know. When I read... The, the first thing that I read when I said it to Todd, because Todd didn't see it, and I like explained it to him, the first thing he goes, he goes, oh, so it's just Splatoon rules. And I'm like, yeah, Splatoon rules. I just thought it was funny.
1: And uh, is like, is this Lord Shaxx character like your Kali and Mari? Or your... At the end, he's going to be like... <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> if I go to the
0: tower on t- the 26th, and Lord Shaxx is like dancing in like strobe lights... I'm I'm going to die very happily right then and there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Like Lord Jax is the fucking man. Like I know, like I know, I, like I, I say it a lot, but like really, like Lord Jax is the man. We played against the clan. So <laughs> if you're playing the Crucible, which is the PvP, the, the you know player versus player mode, mm-hmm. if you die by somebody, it pops up like their name, their emblem, and if they're in a clan their clan name will be underneath so if you know I kill you it's gonna say be greasy you know pass controller it's our clan meow meow we played against a team the other day that was a full stack of four clan and it was like Lord Shaxx's side bitches or something like that I I was laughing every time I died it was so great
1: Lord Shaxx is the man so you so you've said
0: I fucks with Lord Shaxx you would like Lord Shaxx you would get along with him
1: as much as I could get along with a fictional character,
0: I mean lord shack's pretty great he is
1: i I believe that you believe that
0: the like the the thing that I think makes trials of the nine so hard is that Lord shacks isn't there to like encourage me when I'm doing well.
1: Oh, well maybe you should just get a recording of him just to keep around.
0: Like when you like fuck people up in the crucible, like Lord Shaxx like gets pumped up, like so pumped up. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> she's a horse.
1: Galloping around.
0: She really just get, She's just running back and forth. My cat is is something else. Uh, but I guess
1: we'll we'll wrap
0: today's episode up with a little bit of a uh, Tokyo Game Show 2017. What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been you know doing my due diligence, checking in here and there with what's going on out there. Um, I don't think this is typically a game like a a convention that they announce a lot of, like, international releases or, like, big worldwide releases. A lot of games that are coming out this year have already been announced at E3. (laughs) Um, But there are some things that, you know, slip out and there are obviously, like, you know, newer trailers or, you know, DLC announces and stuff like that. And there's, of course, a lot of games that are announced for either, you know, more niche markets... Worldwide, or you know, just Japanese only games. Um, but some of the uh, probably the two biggest things that really so far come out of it are obviously um, Sonic Forces is getting a shadow DLC,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's not one of the big things, but it did happen.
1: I've seen some of that gameplay.
0: Um, and are you excited? I'm not
1: getting it, it's it's shadow. He's basically Sonic, but he's black. Like, there's not. Uh, he's got guns, too. He's got guns, but I don't think he uses them. I don't know. I did, think... did you have
0: Shadow the Hedgehog for no. GameCube?
1: I I wanted to get it, and then I didn't. And then, you know, ten or so years went by, and here we are.
0: I don't know. I, I don't think what, what the Sonic formula needed was motorcycles and guns. I don't think that's what it needed. Wasn't he on a motorcycle, like, on the cover?
1: No, he was just standing. It, it looked like a like a fifty cent album cover. Like he was just standing there with guns. He's like,
0: hmm. "Wait, he had guns on the cover?" I think so. Jesus, mm-hmm. Sega, what are you doing? Uh,
1: um, let me double check that. It could be. It could be. But it might be like my own fan art that I'm thinking of. I'll be honest.
0: I mean, it might have been on the back. I don't think it was on the cover. I'd be shocked if they were like, "No, no, no." Let's just throw this guy with guns on the cover. Um, but really, probably the two biggest biggest announcements out of TGS so far was. Uh, Monster Hunter Worlds has a release date, January twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. They really went 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 all in with uh guns on the Cover, Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm shocked, oops. Um So Monster Hunter Worlds coming out January twenty sixth. It's a big deal. Um that series is a fucking smash success for Capcom. It's probably their best selling like series, you know, currently. I can't imagine that, you know, Resident Evil. Is is doing better numbers than what Monster Hunter does. Um, That series really crushes it for him right now. I would love to see it get ported to the Switch. Um, It's kind of weird that, you know, lately the past couple of iterations of Monster Hunter have been on Nintendo platforms. From what I remember correctly, is Monster Hunter started off on PS2 and PSP. And it was always a really popular franchise for obviously Capcom and Sony. And then it got when did it make the switch to Nintendo? I don't know. I think the first leap was Monster Hunter 3 on the 3DS. Cause I think it I think probably partly because the Vita wasn't doing well. They were like, well, oh, let's try this on the 3DS. I mean I'm also i I'm just speculating right now. I have no re- I have no idea why they switched to Nintendo, but they did switch at some point. There was even a Wii U Monster Hunter. It was one of the launch titles, I'm pretty sure. Uh generations maybe? But anyways, the past couple of Monster Hunters have been on Nintendo platforms and not on Sony platforms. So it was really weird to me when they announced the e three and there was no mention of Switch version. So we'll see. Maybe we'll you know, eventually make make the leap over, get ported over. But the other big thing was Left Alive from Square Enix, which has a couple of different developers and artists and, and people who worked on games, you know, in the Metal Gear series, and the Armored Core series, uh, and even Xenoblade. Um so there's a lot of uh you know important high profile people behind this, and a lot of people are kinda saying it looks very Metal Gearish. So We'll see. We Metal they, Gear. Metal Gear. They didn't really show a lot of gameplay. The gameplay in the trailer that they showed was was very. It was maybe 15 seconds, um, but it was really fast paced. Eh, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't look like it was something for my of uh, my alley. If it, if it's very Metal Gear centric, then I might be down. But it didn't really look like it piqued my interest that much. Um, but then everything else out of there has been just you know release dates or DLC. Not, nothing too major. Nothing that we don't really already know about.
1: Hmm. Eh, well. It is what it is. Next year we'll go.
0: I mean, it's on the docket. It's on the docket. You got a
1: fucking docket now?
0: Mike, we have a lot of things that we won't discuss in the
1: air. Your docket.
0: The dock your pay. If you keep talking to me like that.
1: Good. <laughs> Good. Take the zero dollars you give me
0: listen it's all in due time like all in due time
1: you can't see this but he's threatening me with a knife uh,
0: that's not a knife this is a knife
1: that's a spoon
0: um and then the, the last thing that I want to bring up to you is so PUBG players are known battleground is uh you know massively successful battle royale style game.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening is aware of what this game is. If you're not, I'll give you a quick rundown. Basically, I don't know how many people get dropped on the board. Is it 99? I believe so. So, you know, it's 99. You can play in parties of four, correct? Wow. I think you can play with a group of up to four if you want. You can still kill your teammates and stuff like that, because I think once it comes down to it, you're going to have to kill them anyway. Yeah um
1: <laughs> just the way the game of life works yeah
0: but basically you get dropped on a bo- like a like an island with these other players and it's you know exactly what it sounds like it's battle royale you're playing for your life it's everyone versus everyone um when, the, when you die you're knocked out and the winner is the person that is alive at the end um so it's massively successful it's PC only But it is coming to Xbox One, you know, allegedly sometime at the end of the year. I I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed to early 2018. But it is coming to Xbox. Fortnite, which is a game from Epic Games that had recently came out, I think a month ago. They, uh... Not a similar game at all. Like, no way. But, they created a separate mode called Battle Royale. Which is basically their formula of game, but in the same vein as PUBG. So there's been a lot of uh, negative things said from unknown himself, the guy who makes PUBG, uh, towards the developers at Epic mm-hmm. of Fortnite. So the question I want to pose to you, Mike, is that does that affect how you feel about PUBG, That, like, this guy thinks that he basically owns this genre and thinks that some other developer shouldn't be making this game?
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, he's wrong, but, like, if I was the person... If I was the guy out there thinking to himself, oh, boy, I can't wait to play PUBG, like, I don't think that's changed. Yeah.
0: I was, like, I I don't get it. Like, I was confused. I
1: I get being upset about it. Yeah, I get that part.
0: But I don't get, like... You have something that's extremely successful. And Fortnite is not. I understand that, like, yeah, they're now going to try to jump on your hype and basically try to make your game on a console before you do. But at the same time, like, if you really break down and you look at, like, gameplay of Fortnite and look at gameplay of PUBG, they're, like, very different games. So, like, the game mode is the same. But that would be, like, the same... that, That would be, like... I don't. I don't even know who created Team Deathmatch. It might be like. I don't even know. I don't know who. I honestly don't know who would have made that first.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: But that would be like somebody, you know, in those early days. Like maybe it was somebody who made Unreal Tournament, or you know, it had it. Yeah, I guess it would have to be like Unreal Tournament or Quake. It would, it would probably have to be one of those, at least like for, like, major game releases that had modes like that. But that would be like them getting mad at Overwatch for adding Deathmatch into... You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I get it. The, the stakes are a little different, where Deathmatch is so common now that just everyone has that mode for the most part, where this is a new, air quotes, thing that no one really has yet. But, I mean, if Fortnite didn't do it... You're telling me right now that every other developer that makes these types of games isn't going, oh, how do we add that into our game? Right? Probably. I mean, I would be shocked if you don't see something like this popping up from EA or Activision next year. Like, Of all the people that are going to copy it, if you even want to call it copying, like, yeah, they're going to do it.
1: I guess the danger here is that if there... I mean, I don't know how PUBG works. I don't know if PUBG offers anything else besides... The back. I think it's just that mode. Okay. So he's got a lot riding on this, whereas these guys they can add it as a mode and still have another game outside of it. Yeah. So that's a scary situation to be in. But at the same time, it was a good idea.
0: I mean, if they didn't do it, someone else was going to do it. You know what I mean? It, it was only a matter of time. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... And maybe I would be surprised if they did something like that in Battlefront 2. But, I mean, there are, are games on the market currently that could get a mode like this added to them. Yeah. Um, especially from companies like EA and Activision who are, you know, going to ride whatever wave is 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 going. So, I don't know. I just think that, I, I think it's silly, and I think it's silly that, like, it's getting so much press... Which is a good thing for, again, good thing for PUBG. Because it's just yeah. more people now know what the fuck PUBG is. Um, but I don't think they have anything to worry about, to be honest. They have something different and unique. And it's already massively popular and massively successful. And it's not even a finished game yet. It's still a fucking beta. So, technically. They just
1: recently added a, a van or something.
0: Ooh. So, I mean, if anything... I mean, I don't know. What are we even talking about? Giving this guy more of a platform? (laughs) I'm still excited. I'm still excited. Like, I'm still gonna get it when it comes to Xbox. It just doesn't make any sense to me why you're getting so mad about it.
1: Because it's his baby. Mm. You wouldn't want someone running away with your baby.
0: No one's running away with it. He still has his baby. Just someone else also made a baby. That's what happened.
1: Someone else looked at his baby and said, Hey... That's a good-looking baby. I want one of those babies. Mm-hmm. So they got their own baby, and they put the same hat on that baby. And it's like, all right, look, our babies are wearing the same hat. Now we got competing babies. And he's like, hey, that's my baby's style. You don't do that. And the other guy's like, fuck you. I'll do what I want with my baby. I kind of lost track of this metaphor.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think it's just super extra silly. But,
1: yeah, I don't know. A silly hat
0: for a baby now. A silly hat? Yeah. Probably like a like a fez. I feel like
1: I've seen babies in fezes. It's like it's
0: all, it's all right. Like in not in an ironic
1: way. What? Like the baby's putting this on, hat on to be ironic? Yeah. What are you talking about? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well. I don't know,
0: I don't know it's either. It's,
1: it's, it's headwear. I mean. But it's like, a fez. It's a fez. I don't know. The parents. Bought a Fez and thought, hey, you know, this will look good on my baby. Was there
0: a character on, in Awesome Powers called Fez that just wore a Fez? Am I making this up?
1: I think you're thinking about Fez from uh, 7 Avenue Show. I never watched that show. Really? Yeah. It's a good show. They're playing it on Comedy Central all the time. Every morning I wake up and I put it on Comedy Central, they've managed to go through the entire series at least. How many once. seasons is it? Like eight. They managed to go through the entire series in like two, three weeks because they just play them. For, like, eight hours in a row. Gotta
0: love that Ashton Kutcher money.
1: He wasn't even in the last season.
0: He's still getting paper. He's still getting it. He's getting fucking paper.
1: Him and Tover just making money.
0: Hey, all we gotta do, Mike, is get it. We should get on a show and get it in syndication, and we can dust them off.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to do that for a while
0: now. Let's make it happen.
1: All right. Stop wasting my time with this. I'm gonna go get on TV and get on Mike and Molly or, uh...
0: Kevin and uh, James Kevin can wait Kevin and James <laughs> That's his new <laughs> show
1: You can be James <laughs> Kevin and James Followed by Adam and Sandler uh... <laughs> This This foe, Watch David and Spade He's David And he's Spade But he's also Both of them <laughs> on tbs we know funny <laughs> <laughs> is that still their slogan i don't get tbs I'm so i don't upset. know because there are shows on tbs i need to watch but uh i think that, that should probably still you know better.
0: you know what, mike you sound pretty upset about this right now so it sounds like you should pitch your show to tnt because they know drama
1: i don't think that's is that tnt
0: <laughs> who's we know drama
1: i don't remember it probably is remember before spike tv it was tnn oh yeah
0: what was their slogan
1: doesn't matter now they're going <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: cares um who else what other channels have slogans
1: um usa characters welcome
0: <laughs> i hate tv i hate F- fx got the movies is that what their slogan is
1: fx got the movies fx fx got the movies don't back me up on this what
0: about fxx do they have one
1: one too many X's.
0: <laughs> we got the movies too.
1: We got more movies.
0: We we have Archer on uh, repeat.
1: We got no F, no FXX's uh, slogan is guess who gets to play The Simpsons now?
0: <laughs> Every Simpsons ever. That's their slogan. Yeah. Um. Well, now that we successfully talked about television channel slogans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can. Uh, Go get some cookies, I guess. It's almost about that time, eh? Uh,
1: just about, maybe.
0: Um. Well, a couple of things we should probably talk about before
1: we get out of here, though. Oh, fucking shit.
0: Well, I mean, Mike, we're, you know, we're going to go get cookies, so we might as well mention our sponsors.
1: Well,
0: whatever. <laughs> Eric listens to this. He's going to hear you say, oh, whatever, and be like, he's never going to get a fucking cookie from
1: me again. You think I don't have a a number of disguises? <laughs>
0: You should go in in disguise tonight. See who recognizes you.
1: My name is Guy Incognito. Hi, I'm Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> no relation.
0: To who? To Michael. Uh, to Michael.
1: To one of the stars of the popular TV series Kevin and James.
0: <laughs> oh, anyways, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself... What, Mike? What are you going to get yourself?
1: Uh, diabetes.
0: I mean, possibly. Uh, But no, you can get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you don't know what a fatty is, it is probably, arguably, in my opinion, yes, the most delicious cookie you're ever going to have. Don't believe me? You need to go down for yourself. Check them out on social media, on Instagram, at GoodNightFatty. You can search them on Facebook and uh, educate yourself and as always you can find us on the internet at ptcgaming.com on instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller and on twitter at pass_controller. controller you can find me at bgroom and this guy at underscore mycopath and 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 if you're listening to this saturday night or sunday morning before 2 to 8 you can find out about Bittoberfest.
1: I feel like, despite the fact you threw in, like, days, uh, you know... It doesn't a, matter. A date? No? No date?
0: Oh, a date? Uh, what's today?
1: 23rd? <laughs> no idea.
0: So, uh, th- I mean, this is being recorded because we had some, some, some scheduling changes throughout the week. So this is the second episode of the week. So this is being recorded on the 23rd, but tomorrow, the 24th, Sunday, at Bit Bar in Salem, from 2 to 8, we'll be there... As one of the selected vendors, guests, at Bittoberfest.
1: We're selling t-shirts! Yeah, we're not. We're not selling t-shirts. No,
0: we're not selling anything. But we'll have some stuff. And have some good times.
1: I can bring my shirts. I'm not gonna sell them, but I can show them. Yeah,
0: just bring... Mike's gonna bring his wardrobe. We're gonna... We're gonna... We're gonna critique, uh, Mike's closet.
1: (laughs) Every 20 minutes, I'll just change my shirt and just do a little catwalk thing.
0: I mean... We have space, if that's what you, if that's how you want to choose to use our space, Mike, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm fine with it. I'll let it happen.
1: I'm already tired just thinking about it.
0: Well, too late. You're signed up. The mm-hmm. fans know about it. I'm not deleting this. I'm not editing this. They know. Yeah,
1: well,
0: They're expecting a catwalk.
1: You think I care about these people?
0: I know you don't, but I'm going to make sure that they get what they were promised. And that was...
1: <laughs> get what they paid for? And
0: that was Michael strutting his stuff every 20 minutes in a different closet outfit. I don't know why I called it a closet outfit, because yeah. regardless, it's still an outfit. It's
1: just an outfit. It's an outfit. Yeah, well, it actually came from my bureau, but uh, I'm not going to split hairs here. Yeah,
0: you know. It was in a suitcase I never unpacked, but I mean, you know. I
1: finished unpacking that suitcase today. Oh, wow. There was literally just a pair of pants in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, my suitcases usually has stuff in it, it that just
1: I. a pair of pants that I've never worn before. And I only did it so I could pick the suitcase off my floor Ooh. and put it up against the wall.
0: Ooh, Mike cleaned his house today. Yay!
1: Yep. Now I got to clean up all those uh, hairballs. Ooh, damn yeah. cats. Yeah,
0: yeah. Meow um, meow. But yeah, we're all gonna be at Bittoberfest. It's gonna be a good time. Jack Sabby's gonna be there. There's gonna be a lot of other you know vendors and and, and people that are you know there are support the event and have booths. We will have a booth. We'll have some fun stuff going on. Right. Come have a delicious uh, Jack's Abbey with us, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, come say hi. It's going to be a special buffet, special menu. Uh, uh,
1: so where the fuck is this Uh
0: It's at Bid Bar in Salem, Mike.
1: Oh. I won't be there.
0: I mean, Mike will be there. Also strutting his stuff. But, yeah, so that's going on. I mean, obviously, we've been promoting it on other avenues, because this episode is now going to probably either go up tonight or go up tomorrow morning, and majority of you probably won't listen to it just yet. But yeah, thanks for uh,
1: tuning in. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week.